guys, and welcome back to another episode of We Believe, Do You, a Paranormal Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And today is an episode of Stories of High Strangeness. Um, unless, Eric, do you have any updates? Spooky updates? Um, so, I did a thing, guys. What'd you do? I finally watched something. <gasps> What'd you watch? I finally watched The Exorcist. Oh. Like the original one, the first one, right? Yeah. How was it? I don't know what the fuck I was afraid of all these years. Really? It, yeah. was, it wasn't that bad? No. I, um, I honestly probably wouldn't watch it again. Really? Like it was bad? No, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, dude, it was also from the 70s. Oh, well, right? yeah, true. Yeah. So it, I mean, I think maybe if I would have watched it when I was younger and it would have scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. Then maybe... I, it would have had a different like effect on me right now, uh-huh. but because I've been on this like binge of of these movies lately, oh, okay. I was like, "Let me watch The Exorcist," and then I saw it, and I was like, mm. Not that "I mean, I can't say I I like the movie." Yeah, I I liked I liked the movie, especially like my fucking Father Damien. Fuck man, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Yeah, have um, you not seen the movie? I well, if I have, yeah, I mean, kind of like you, like it, it's been quite a while, and I just remember bits and pieces. But then now I'm like, I don't know if I re- actually remember the bits and pieces of the movie or of like stuff that I've seen randomly, like from like you know, scary movie, yeah, or like yeah, people talking about it and showing clips of it, or you know, things like that. Well, then I guess I won't spoil it for you. But R.I.P. For, oh well, I guess I just <laughs> spoiled it for you. <laughs> my bad. Shit. Oh my god. That was... um, but I like I like I feel bad for everything he went through in the movie. Um, didn't realize that the mother was uh, the mother from Requiem for a Dream. Hmm. Uh, you seen Requiem for a Dream? Dude, again, same. No. Like I, I barely okay. remember. Well, what she's I had the mother from that. Okay, remember the old lady that I sent you? I was like, "Hey, look, this reminds me a lot of Grandma." It was like this old lady with the like short white hair. Uh, Bro, the the <laughs> Im- oh my god! Do you want me to Google it? <laughs> no, I, I, it was probably in the messages that I sent. I think I sent it to you through Messenger or something like that. Um, it was this little old lady that I sent you, and I was like. Uh, this reminds me of grandma or something. And then you're like, I eh, kind of, I guess I can see it or something like that. Well, okay. Continue. I'll anyway. Well, yeah. she, uh, she's Stabler's mom in, in uh, what's it called? Uh, the new law and order organized crime, whatever. Anyway, uh-huh. I didn't realize that she was the mother of Reagan in the, the oh. show. Um, I mean, it was interesting for me to see some of the procedures that they were doing and how like, the technology back then, I don't know how accurate it was, but I mean, that was fucking crazy how they used to do like CTs and shit back then or take images of the brain. Yeah, that, that, uh-huh. okay, yeah. that's mm-hmm. Reagan's mother in, uh, in The Exorcist. Wow. Um, I guess it's just i not like watching the movie too. I realize how much this movie influenced so many other exorcism movies. Oh, because <clears throat> so I watched this the one. Foundation. 
Yeah, and some of it, like now thinking about the Pope's Exorcist, uh-huh. and I, I guess a lot of movies pull from this either the same source material or like the same events that may have occurred, or they're it's just what happened when exorcisms were were you know a thing. Yeah. Um, because like in the Pope's Exorcist, you know, uh, Reagan starts shit starts happening to her. And then they send her to the doctor. The doctor's like, well, I want to do some studies of his head. And in the, in the Pope's exorcist, they tell the little boy, hey, or they tell the mom that the little boy is just, you know, he's having seizures or something's going on psychologically. Because I think in the movie, the Pope's exorcist, the little boy hadn't spoken for a while because, when, since, because he was in the car when the father died or something like that. Spoiler alert. But it's an old <laughs> movie. So if you haven't seen it by now, you know, um, for both of these movies, especially The Exorcist uh and then um then once that's not really working then they get a priest to come in and then the priest doesn't really know if they're you know uh possessed at the beginning and then then they start to believe and then although i guess in the exorcist it wasn't really until the very end where he really believed that that she was you know possessed or whatever Mm -hmm. but it, it felt like it was following the same kind of um storyline basically until obviously the end is complete the end of the two movies are completely fucking different and i also kind of maybe i'm just dumb but i really didn't understand why she became possessed like i know she played with a ouija board or a ouija board or whatever what did she summon or something yeah because i mean it honestly didn't really seem because the 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 thing is like that scene was literally just one time like mm-hmm. she, like the mom walks down into the basement she's playing with a ouija board and uh the mom's like what are you doing she's like oh i'm playing with like the, she was playing with a ouija board and she she said she started talking to mr or captain captain howley i think is what she called it and uh she asked do you think my mother's beautiful and the board wouldn't do anything so then like the next day the mom wakes up you know she finds her in her bed. She said her bed was shaking and shit just starts to get progressively worse from there. But she played with the board, at least in the movie that one time I never, I, I apparently I didn't watch the director's cut. Cause she never came down the fucking stairs oh, backwards. Okay, I didn't ha- need that mental image in my head. Thanks. Dude. So that was one of the, the, the images that scared the shit out of me when yeah. I watched it one time on TV, like I flipped the channel. I was like, Oh fuck no. And I turned it away. <laughs> so I think I watched like the original version not Uh the director's cut i think the director's cut might be a little bit scarier um but i don't know because i didn't watch it i have it in my head i hate yeah i I literally can't stop thinking about it now but uh yeah i mean and then at the very beginning was they were like he was in afghanistan or iraq i don't remember i think it was northern iraq he was in iraq and then he finds some shit and then I don't know what that has to do with the with Reagan or maybe it was he summoned because then he sees that silhouette. But I don't know if it was just him thinking back to that or I guess I have to watch uh, the prequels to the movie to understand. I don't know, dude. Uh, it was a little bit confusing, but it like I said, I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is. I, yeah, I should have watched this a long time ago. It wasn't that bad. Um. And then also uh, uh, Exorcist 
Believer, I believe, is the one that was coming out. I think I said that it was a prequel, but no, it's actually a sequel to to The Exorcist. Even though Exorcist has Exorcist oh, yeah. 2, Heretic, and Exorcist 3, which I also have on my watch list. So I need to go watch those two <laughs> and the prequels and then come back and give you a comparison a rundown of, oh, okay. of all the movies. We'll deep dive into that. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was just my thing. I saw The Exorcist maybe like two, three days ago, and I was just like, oh, well, that was the thing I did. Oh, sounds good. Um, we're still watching, or we were, we were just watching Fall of Fall of Ho- Fall of the House of Usher. Um, mm-hmm. and one, it's really cool how they incorporated like tiny little Edgar Allan Poe things, like all his stories and and poems and stuff like little bits and pieces of it like throughout the the show is pretty cool mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's uh very much has the feel of uh like haunting of hill house and uh was the blind manor other one um some of the same characters even and stuff but telling our listeners go watch it <laughs> you know it's funny it's dude great. What? today i was at work and i had like a like very small amount it was like when i was gonna eat lunch i was like ah, let me start something like start a show i was like what, oh, do, I, what do i want to watch what do i want to watch and i literally did not even think once to go watch that that show no actually i think i did i was like i want to start watching this i was like nah i've had enough of like horror oh, stuff God. for a little bit so i went i started watching uh the continental but it's the John Wick like uh, spinoff show. It's from oh. when Winston's younger, and I guess he's barely yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. I just saw the first because there it's like a three part episode. So mm-hmm. I saw the first one during lunch, and then I started watching the second episode. So that I mean, I could probably knock that out like in a day because they're literally like an hour and change long so maybe i'll start that other show afterwards maybe maybe we'll see oh i was listening to well bigfoot collectors club as i've always like talked about and one of the last guests that they had on uh i already forgot his name i think it's Derek, uh but he was a host or he has his own podcast and uh it's called monsters among us and apparently it's super popular but now I've just been binging that uh, that podcast. They have like 15 or 16 seasons. Um, oh, shit. And they have like people call in and, and tell, it's like a hotline and, and tell the stories. And he kind of like fills in and, and whatnot. It's really good. Uh, if you need something to, to scary or spooky to listen to. Um, but I, it's helped with a list of uh, deep dives that I want to go into. So this next one, or I guess this next episode, uh, I think is going to kind of maybe catch people off guard and be like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. So yeah, I'm excited. Hmm. Interesting. And like, I want to tell you, but I also want you to be like surprised when I uh, talk about it. So I think I'll wait. To tell you all right <laughs> all right well i mean good. i want to know but well nope you'll know in uh, 
I guess, a few days. All right. Well, let's jump into these stories. So my first story is from unknown person 2002, unknown underscore person 2002. And they asked, what is the scariest paranormal experience you've ever had? And then they went on to say, when I was seven, my dad had just passed away. So the house had been very quiet every day. The way my dad died silenced everyone in my family, even my sister who talked a lot. I woke up from sleep paralysis crying. I was going to go to my mom, but I didn't because I I had seen that I peed myself, so I just cleaned everything myself. I got some water because it was something that had always helped me sleep. Well, I don't think that helps with the peeing in the bed. (laughs) Um, My back was to the sink as I reached for a cup of water, and I've always been short, so it... Sorry, the grammar should have... Anyway, my back was to the sink as I reached for a cup of water, and I've always been short, so it has always been hard for me to get certain things I need. As I finally got the cup to the sink, uh, as I finally got the cup, the sink turned on. I was paralyzed in fear. I turned around thinking I was just, it was just in my mind, but it wasn't. The sink was actually on. I was too scared to go near the sink, so I decided to get some apple juice. <laughs> I went to the fridge, I opened the right side, but as I was getting the juice, I felt something touch my hand. I moved the fridge only to see my dad smile holding my hand. You may think a warming smile. No, this smile traumatized me. See, my dad died when he was on a high-speed chase. He got to our house, and when he got out of the truck, the cops began shooting. They got him in the head, but he didn't know, sorry, uh, violence? warning (laughs) but he didn't die then he fell and bashed his head on a motor inside our house but of course because we didn't have much money we continued living there so when i see my dad there was a when i see my dad there was a giant piece of his head missing and a hole on his head again i was paralyzed in fear he was still holding my hand one of my older brothers woke up for water and had seen me crying standing in fear looking at nothing I see my dad walk towards the shelf with glasses and he began dropping them all around me. I was terrified. I mouthed to my brother, it's my dad. He froze. My dead dad froze looking at my brother. He was now able to see him. My brother was looking at the terrifying image of my dad. My dad began walking towards my brother and grabbed him by the throat and began choking him. I quickly ran towards both of them and then it disappeared all and all the glass was gone. My dad was also gone. All that was left was a mark on my hand and my brother's neck. We never told anyone about what we experienced. Yeah, that was it. It was pretty intense. I was going to say, it was just like, you came out like out of the gate with that. Bam, bam, bam. Um, well, I'm glad I almost picked that story so i'm glad that i oh really yeah i'm glad i skipped <laughs> Dude, over I, it i picked that like shoot what was it since the end of september oh okay because there was another story in the comments that i liked and i reached out to the person but they never responded Get back to you yeah well that's funny but yes it had popped up in my well in my search i guess and 
but yeah, I'm glad I skipped over it. Let's see, so mine is from Frizzy Frazzle. So the title is, Finally, after 12 years in this house, my husband had an experience he can't explain away. When we bought this house, built in 1909, I specifically asked if it were haunted. The owners had no idea because they purchased it as a foreclosure and never lived in it. After we moved in, I found out it was supposedly the most actively haunted house in the neighborhood. Great. A house with a reputation for being haunted. Our last house, by the way, was not haunted, but built on land that used to be a cemetery. Included the picture of the house because people say our house looks haunted. And it does. (laughs) Um... (laughs) As you can see from the ladder and the state of the porch, we are doing more work up on the house. It's not surprising the activity is picking up again. The other night, he got up to use the bathroom. The bathroom used to be the butler's pantry and connects with the formal dining room, which we turned into a bedroom, to the kitchen. The bathroom mirror was open so that while you couldn't see yourself, you could see into the kitchen. He said he saw the reflection of a male with a full head of hair walk across the kitchen. My husband is bald. Woke him right up. He ran into the kitchen thinking someone broke in. Naturally, no one was there. He's been having trouble sleeping ever since. He's very creeped out about it and is talking about blessing the house again. He's explained away every other experience, but this one he can't. Example, our front door has a very distinct sound. When we're sitting around watching TV and heard the front door slam shut, we thought maybe one of the kids had gone outside but the kids were upstairs and the front door was locked. He thinks one of the kids just uh, slammed the door and then somehow ran past us without us seeing. The orbs, random footsteps, music, voices, he's always said it was just our imagination. That's what I feel like Carlos needs to have. He just needs to have an experience he can't. <laughs> all right, all right, it's not bullshit. But then you probably explain it away, though. Um, I don't, I honestly, I think that he wouldn't tell me even if he ever did experience something like i have a feeling too but there's there's also been times like where we're like sitting on the couch and then he's just like what was that and i was like what he's like i don't know the couch like vibrated i was like what uh, yeah I, he was just saying that the no, couch was like gas no <laughs> and then he was like uh that like you know how like when someone like stretches and like sometimes they like tremble or like you kind of Mm -hmm. like yeah so that he thought it kind of felt like one of the dogs stretching and then kind of just shaking the the couch but literally both dogs were like passed out like or all three dogs really were passed out and nobody was moving so Mm -hmm. i don't know the couch vibrated the other day and i was like should we be scared he's like i don't know (laughs) i was like okay well, well you but, know how the exorcist know. started i know that's why i was like should we be scared but he said yeah but, all right we'll see i actually have one with a skeptic here somewhere i think oh. it's probably my last story so this story is f- by hawadaba 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 yeah from paranormal encounters my experience in the body freezer Ooh. Yeah, gets crazy. I mean, not like super crazy, but they got more balls than me for sure. (laughs) I'll try to keep this short as I can. A year or so ago, I went ghost hunting with my dad at an abandoned psychiatric hospital that was active in the early 1900s. Of course, because it was the 1900s, a lot of people were interested. uh, Sorry, (laughs) 
mistreated and even killed in that facility. To make to me, it seemed to be more like they were doing human experimentation than providing psychiatric services. Me and my dad went through with a group of roughly 10 novice paranormal investigators and five genuinely experienced parent, uh, professionals. I'd never done any paranormal investigation and was primarily doing so doing it so I could accurately represent ghosts in my horror writings. Around halfway through the investigation, we came across a morgue. The professionals leading our group had been given keys to the facility and offered to unlock the body freezers and let us go inside and close it. it. I was the only person who volunteered to go in, and I don't know what to think about what happened. Since I was a child, I've been a bit of an empath. Everybody around me has had sort of an aura around them, and I can almost 100% accurately read the feelings and intentions of those around me. It is worth noting for this story that never have I begun feeling as if I was feeling somebody else's emotions when I was alone. As soon as that body freezer shut, I felt extremely intense feelings as if I was standing face to face with somebody who was angry, hopeless, lost, and confused. Hmm. It's worth noting the temperature dropped drastically when I entered despite the body freezer obviously being off. It didn't scare me. It just made me feel sad. If this was a ghost, it was a ghost of somebody who died here and feeling what they felt made me want to break down and cry. I know being, me being an empath and all, it's not at all concrete evidence for the paranormal, but I wanted to share this for anybody willing to hear. Anyways, thank you for hearing my story, and I hope if you have any input, you'll put it in the comments. Bye. <laughs> Take a shot every time he says empath. Yeah. Would you, would you go into a freezer like that and like have them push you in no no because you'd be like because claustrophobia or because like you'd have the irrational thought and fear of being pushed in and then you turn and then you see a ghost just staring at you like that oh my gosh all of the above i guess imagine like, that's I, like what well, pops in my you head just literally made me so um, I didn't want to, but it happened. Yeah, no, I, yeah, there's, there's like certain, well, that's a lie. <laughs> I was going to say there's certain things that I like wouldn't do cause it just feels a little bit too morbid. And I was like, I would like, I would never get in a coffin and then realize that I had, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you tried me, you tried to make me do that too. I was like, no, thank you. Okay, yeah, you were there, right? I, I remember. Yeah. No, yeah, that coffin. Um, unless you got, I, I unless you got in it another no, it time the, when it I was, was, it was, it was that time. That wonder was it Wonder Bar? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was that time. Um, but I don't know if they have it. anyway. I was gonna say if they have it every October. Um, yeah. So, and. But yeah, I think it's it's mainly like the the claustrophobia. Because had you like closed that casket, then I would have like I think probably freaked out kind of thing, right? But laying in there where it's like fully open, like didn't feel as bad. Um, but this like it being cold and like doors shut, and then yeah, knowing that like dead bodies are in there, just uh, yeah, couldn't do it. You want to know an irrational fear of mine as a child? What? or as a younger person was dying and being put in a casket because of claustrophobia 
it's like dude you're gonna be dead you're not gonna you know it's funny yeah you know it was always a fear of mine that i i would have been dead and then they put me in a casket and then i wake up and i'm you know buried in a casket cremated then I've been leaning ever since you know Grandma passed. I've been leaning more towards cremation. <laughs> Same. Same. Because I had always wanted to be buried, but then I thought, what if there's nobody to, you know, Tend visit to your, me? Yeah. My grave. Yeah. At least, like, if my ashes are there, my family can keep them to whatever point they want, and then at any point just be like, nah, fuck it, I'm throwing this in like the forest or in the ocean although i'd prefer not the ocean because i'm not like a huge fan of the beach (laughs) or like a nice forest but no wherever the fuck you want to throw it i'm gonna be dead so it doesn't matter anyway throw it down the toilet for all i care jeez no jeez that's awful no you won't do that but yeah no i i agree that it's almost more convenient to be able to carry around your loved one in <laughs> dirt mm-hmm. form basically uh, than being forgotten in a grave yeah turn me into a diamond <laughs> I can do that okay so this one is by <laughs> this one's super short sweet to the point I love it it's convenient or it's nice uh, it's by optimal winner 2871 The title is, Heard My Mom Call Out My Name. Couldn't have been more wrong. So a couple of weeks ago, I was staying a few days at my mom's. As I was laying down in my room watching TikTok, I heard my name called out. So naturally, I went out to see what she wanted or needed. Here is how it went. Me. Laying down in my room, minding my business. Random voice. Bub? Me. Pauses my TikTok and goes over to my mom. Yes, mom? My mom, nonchalantly. That wasn't me, but I heard it too. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I know, that's exactly what I said when I first read through. Me, confused look on my face while looking around. Then who was it? Mom, probably the ghost. It's active around this time. Me, still confused while trying to process what I heard. Okay then. Hopefully that can help you easier than just reading paragraphs. Yes, easier to understand. Um, but yeah, can you imagine like your mom calls you and you like go over and it's just like, oh, that wasn't me. That was the ghost. Like, no biggie. Just real matter of fact. Like, yeah. Just, like, you know, whatever. It's, it's probably the ghost. Yeah. No. That's crazy. So I forgot this. This this other story that I have was uh, right. It was in the comments actually of that first story because oh. since they asked you know what is your scariest paranormal experience you ever had uh-huh. this person raven mysteries 1331 wrote we were squatters a lot one which you know that's one like people go into abandoned places and live right yeah did i okay. tell you about sorry about the squatters that broke into the house that was for sale next door and they had been living there and they'd have been like using drugs and using the washer and dryer, and like they had left a load of laundry, and just like and it burned down. No, it didn't burn down. Oh. Like the house had just been purchased, like it was up for sale and it had just been purchased. And then while it was like in that in between, in between owners, somebody had like gotten in through a side window and had been living there for like a week, 
and That's like the crazy. cops came over and like do you know anything about i was like no yeah and you'd been seeing them and just like hey neighbor no i know we never saw them that was the thing mm. like we never saw them that's why when we were surprised when like they were asking us if we had seen anything it's like no and but it's like creepy to know that Carlos is like, see, that's why I always have to double and triple, quadruple check the locks and make sure that they're everything's closed before I go to bed. And I'm like, they're not going to break into a house where people are living. They're breaking in an abandoned house to squat. But yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. How, I, like, what? I'm thinking of the, like, the most stupid, like, I was like, why is there still power? Um, I'm pretty sure how... Like, it's just a matter of changing the name of, like, who. Oh, I guess if they were showing the house, they have to have power, huh? Yeah. Anyway, that's fucked up. That's weird. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Well, we were squatters a lot. One night, the family, my dad, a large construction worker and biker, me, sister, and brother, mom, were going to check out a house in the... In that order of people, we went to go upstairs and something large attacked my dad. He shoved us all down the stairs, grabbed my brother, the smallest, and ran. We drove around for a while just dancing. Oh, sorry. Just distancing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I've never seen my father scared before or since. He still refuses to tell us what it was, even uber hammered. Other than... Then he saw it in the Appalachian Mountains on the res he was raised on. Uh, maybe that wasn't that good. <laughs> and then, so because it's because somebody says after that, given the area, maybe a Wendigo. It was just weird because I thought mm-hmm. since they said mum, I thought it was a British person, but I guess not. Uh, and then somebody says, if one follows the legends, Wendigos don't let folks get away. Oh, and then the person responds. Then where do the legends come from? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody said perfection, and then yeah. another person goes fair point. <laughs> oh, the person who says about the, yeah. who said originally was yeah. like fair point. Fair point. Oh, that's hilarious. I, that's good. I think that's why I wanted to share it because of the comments that came after. Because yeah. it was fucking hilarious, dude. That was worth it. That was good. Okay, so then mine is kind of similar to like go oh, tell me a scary story one that you you were talking about but this one is by fickle forever 8275 this is please share some real scary ghost stories that happened to you this is my scary story we lived in a big house that was located in the blue ridge mountains we grew up there and nothing ever happened but when we went to my grandma's house that was just down the road the creepiest things would happen to my sister She would say at night after we all fell asleep, she would be woken up by a slap across the stomach. She thought it was me and came to my room to yell at me. When she came in, I was sound asleep, and she freaked out, so I let her sleep in my room. Another time, we were outside playing, and it was getting dark. I I said as we were cleaning up, I had to go inside to use the bathroom, and that I would be back. She said okay, but when I got back, she was lying on the ground, screaming and crying. She said she saw me come out of the house, run right over to her, punch her in the face, and run off. Then she said it took off around the corner of the house, and when she went after me, she saw something horrifying. She said it was a tall creature, probably about seven foot tall, wearing a black robe. 
She said she saw it and froze in fear, and I kept looking at her, but all she could see was its glowing eyes from the darkness. Then she said it let out a horrible scream, and she blinked, and it was gone. Then she collapsed on the ground, and that's where I saw her. She told my grandma, but she acted like my little sister was playing. Two days later, my grandma came flying up to her house at about 10.30 in the morning. She came in screaming. She said she was last night in the kitchen making brownies when she heard someone at her front door knocking. She said it was around 8, so she was a little scared. But she went to see who it was, and there was no one. She thought it was some kid from down the road, so she didn't think nothing of it. But then later in the kitchen, she, out of the corner of her eye, saw a little man walking from the living room to the stairs. She flipped out. But then she talked herself down, thinking she was just seeing things. She said she didn't go to bed until 3 in the morning, which isn't unusual for her. And she said that it was around 10 in the morning she felt the blanket being pulled off of her. So she shot up and saw a little man at the foot of her bed smiling. She ran out of the house and came straight to us. She now sold the house. Uh, well, that's, I don't know. It's weird because, like, it's not the same thing. Like, yeah. The, you know, the sister saw, like, some doppelganger slash hooded creature, and then she's seeing a little man. I wonder if it's, like, the land, maybe, or something. Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and then down in that, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other kind of scary stories but um yeah i don't that that seems unless unless it is like a shapeshifter and his like true form is that little man but then he like pretended to be the brother and like punched her in the stomach and then he could shapeshift into that hooded figure you know or what maybe I mean? the hooded figure was the true little form man and turned into a little man yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird, but it is weird. Yeah, and I was I always, thinking like huh? banshee or something. I don't yeah. Know. Well, I always love when like the kid or the person isn't believed, and then it happens to the person who the older something. person. Yeah, that that doesn't believe them. It's like I told you. So it's always nice. <laughs> the last one I got is. By Biro Ace Quill. Or something like that. And the title is. Am I Haunted? I almost picked that one too. Really? I feel like. I don't know. Unless it had a similar title. I wanted to preface this. By admitting I have always been a bit of a skeptic. I will rarely admit outright. That something seems paranormal. But I do have to concede. When things are strange. And I don't have an explanation. I feel a little hypocritical coming to this subreddit to share my experience, but I really, really can't explain this one. For some context, my hometown is weird. I won't go into too much deal detail so I, as not to dox myself, but I will say that people give seasonal haunted tours of the city. Salem? Right. New Orleans? Probably New Orleans. And it has a long local history of strange things and people coming from here. Growing up here, I learned things like what hiking trails lead to different places at different times of the day, and to always be respectfully silent if you go into the props basement of the local theater. That's just how things are around here. It wasn't strange to me until I went to college halfway across the state. 
My first roommate in school was very superstitious. They claimed to be very good at detecting ghosts and would tell me all sorts of spooky stories about supposedly haunted buildings they've done they've gone to. I didn't really put much stock into it, but I remember them claiming that there was a presence in our dorm room after I moved in. They complained of cold spots feeling watched, things falling from the walls, and phantom footsteps. I chalked things falling and phantom footsteps up to us living in a dorm room with active neighbors and didn't really care to explain the rest. I was almost never in the dorm anyway, preferring to, to do my studying elsewhere on campus. Several months later, I moved out. I got my first apartment side by side with a new roommate. They're superstitious as well, but less so than my first roommate. They never outright suggested we had ghosts, but they did point out that our apartment had some strange quirks. Things we thought had stuck to the walls just fine would fall down, sometimes with more force than it seemed that they should have. Doorways would get cold and we, we could hear what sounded like footsteps crossing the living room and going into my bedroom. The front door would rattle in its place, seemingly at random. It was a pretty run-down building, so I just suggested I just shrugged it off as the building being old and not up to code on some on some things. Twice is a coincidence, but three times is a pattern. About a month and a half ago now, I moved into a new apartment with my best friend. Every now and then we we hear knocking at the front door, but no one is there. It's the same knock each time. Two quick taps. We get cold spots around the kitchen island and in our bedroom. If I close the bedroom door at night, it will rattle in its frame just like the front door in the old apartment would. To top it off, a few days ago, one of our neighbors from the apartment below us, below ours, dropped by to mention that we were walking around kind of loudly in the evenings and politely asked us to be a bit quieter. This wouldn't be an issue, except my partner and I aren't home in the evenings. They mention footsteps usually being loud around 8 or 9 p.m., but we don't get home from work until after 11 at the earliest. The apartment should be empty. We haven't tried hanging anything on the walls yet, but I have a feeling if we did, it might not stay. My partner is starting to get a little freaked out, and I have to admit, I'm stumped. I've checked for drafts, made sure the doors, doorways are latching correctly, and done everything else I can think of to find a logical, non-paranormal explanation for whatever is going on. It wasn't until I started writing a post about it that I realized this was, this was patterned with places I've lived since moving out of my childhood home. My childhood home is, a norm, as, is as normal as any other old house in my hometown. It did used to creak as if someone were wandering around, but I've always assumed all old houses would do that. I never had issues putting up posters, and I never saw any rattling doors that I can remember. The only thing I can think of being uniquely odd was feeling watched when I was home alone or trying to sleep at night. But I'm a social person, so that could that could have just been regular old, regular old anxiety. Oh my god, I can't talk today. What do y'all think? Am I just overthinking things, or is there something haunting me? What do you think? Um, yeah, he's haunted. Brother haunted. Or you think you think no? No, no. I I mean I think so too because, like they said, once. What was it? Once or twice is a coincidence, but three times is a pattern, or whatever the hell yeah, they said. Some, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's true. If something's consistently happening to you, like at, like 
at what point do you stop denying that it's happening and that there's something there or that it that they're hunted? Let's ask Carlos. <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah. I, I I wanted to read it because they were like, oh, I'm a skeptic. And I was like, well, let me hear what you got to say. And then I hear all this stuff. And I'm like, well, what more proof do you want, my friend? <laughs> those. Yeah. I mean, I, I've mentioned this, I feel like, multiple times in the podcast already. Like those types of people like blow my mind where they experience something sometimes more than once. And they're still like, nah, well, I still think it's bullshit. I'm like, how? Like, can you look a ghost in the face and then say, well, like, I still don't think you're real. Um, yeah it's just wild to me maybe it's just because i easily believe everything <laughs> um, no we didn't believe that bigfoot though no not that bigfoot uh and then i had to debunk the elon musk whatever thing that was spacex thing rocket thing yeah yeah yep. i don't know man i being as i've never been like a skeptic like that because like we have to be skeptical about things that are occurring we can't just automatically assume it's a ghost right yeah but i've never been a skeptic where like i don't believe anything ever and then have to try and you know does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, like, think by, I think by this point, I've already, I would have already been like, you know what? This is too many times, too much of the same stuff in different places for this to be coincidence, which yeah. I think is what you're getting at already, right? But Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Did, oh, sorry. I thought you froze. Um, yeah. No, I – it's – I, I, yeah, I, I get that, like, healthy skepticism, but it's, yeah, when you're just in straight denial, like, you're not even open-minded to it being a possibility. possibility. Yeah, I think that's mm -hmm. what's annoying. Um, but, yeah. I, I feel like it, it makes things kind of more interesting, too. What, to be, like, a I feel like or a staunch non-believer? No. No, no, no. To be, a, like, a believer. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Because things, like, when unexplained things happen, just to be like, eh, it's nothing. Or, yeah. it's explained by this. It adds like, a little... Is it, though? It adds a little color to life, I feel like. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of exciting knowing that we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. um, and that there's still things to be discovered. And, um, you know, that hopefully someday, like, science will be able to explain all this. But, like, until then it's bullshit you know just like ultraviolet rays and radio waves and whatnot were all magic before you know no yep i mean i can't see any of it right but it's there we how know do it's i know there. it's there yeah well hopefully we'll be able to come up with machines that will be able to read interdimensionally uh that'd be cool Oh, dude, I saw, well, uh, I probably won't be able to find it, but uh, later I'll have to show you, and maybe maybe I can find it and post it to the stories or something, um, of this guy who 
was on an airplane like sometime during COVID or just after like where I like the you mm-hmm. know pandemic started. Um and he had gotten on a plane and he's looking out the window and it looks like this like cloud light cloud like super bright and then it just like morphs like it almost looks like a person's laying down with like a veil over them and then it just starts morphing into like a fucking angel oh now i want to now i want to there's a video of it there's a video of it because they're talking about it like on on the news like oh like this man you know recorded um recorded oh yes it's right here on my history the freaking reporters are dumb as shit. So I don't know if you want to <laughs> watch it with, uh, with sound on, but it just made me like eye roll massively because it, they they're so fucking dumb. Um, but the video is is very weird. I'm I'm excited to to see what you think. Well, Where'd now I have to it? post it. Uh, I texted it to you. Oh, okay. It's because I have YouTube link. I have it on. Um... Do not disturb. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, tell me when you start playing it. Playing it. No, you just sent me to YouTube. Good morning, everybody. A beautiful look at Edmonton this morning. It is a Friday. Do I need to skip to a certain part? Uh, skipped, I guess, 10 seconds. I'm going to ask you this because I know none of us have been on a plane in what, like two years? Well, let me eye roll. Yeah. Imagine finally being able to get onto a commercial flight, looking out your window, and seeing this. This happened. I'm sorry. What is that? There's a passenger on the plane, looks out the window, grabs the phone. This was filmed in June. The traveler sees that, an object apparently changing shapes in seconds. What? Is it a shape-shifting object? Is it Bezos? Is it Branson? What is it? Is it a UFO? Now go for it. Hmm. I have no. Okay, I'm looking at this for the first time. I wanted to be surprised. Whoa! What was that? No way. It's Jesus. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> that's what they say later. It's an angel. Honestly, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't know what that could be. There's. Someone said I. I read this little bit online that someone said that maybe that's just the reflection. Off the window of something uh, or other, right? Like, be. like uh, that it's catching the light. Funny. Okay. If you ever look through the window, there's always a little kind of. Yeah, yeah and then it it just like snowballs just... into stupidity from from them. But I mean, you saw the video of like. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It almost looks like a jellyfish. Yeah. Um. It, well, and when I first saw it, it looked it looked to me like someone kind of like laying, I guess, facing face down with their arms kind of dangling like you could see like the curvature of like a body mm-hmm. just draped almost like in a, a veil anyway i mean it was all weird uh obviously you saw with you know I'll, I'll try and remember to to post that um but yeah i don't know it's like it's shit like that it's like er, and and these stupid you know anchor people were like uh, it looked like something trying to rip through. Oh no, no, actually, I think it was in the comments. Maybe that like it looked like something trying to rip through this dimension or like from their dimension into ours and uh, this crazy shit. And I'm like, well, what if that is actually what is happening? Like, yeah, you know. Well, it's kind of like an interstellar when when uh, she's like reaching out to touch oh, yeah. the hand of 
the being or a being, whatever it was that she, and then it turns out that it was actually Matthew McConaughey going through time. Yeah. Yeah. And like reaching out at that point to touch her hand and he was interacting with them. Yeah. Who knows? I, uh, dude, I'm telling well, especially after reading that book, the three waves of volunteers, um, it's, it's, mind-blowing shit like that that it's just like makes you think and you're just like well yeah could be could be there is like time is a construct <laughs> there is no such thing as time um but yeah i don't know that's what the aliens say is like we're dumb because we created time and like time is non-existent anyway shit all right, guys, if you'd like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social media, so make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook or Instagram. There's also a listening tab where you can listen to the show directly on our website or click the link to your favorite podcast listening site, such as Apple Podcast or Spotify. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which, help, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. And if you leave a review, we will read it here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts, caps, and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. There's also a donate button if you really want to check us out. And guys, Michelle's putting out this thing on her Pearl Skull Alchemy. Oh. <laughs> Definitely go check it out. It, what, what is it? It's the... Horror movie um, villains? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Slasher doing, movie villains. Doing... Um jewelry pieces inspired by like jason and chucky and pennywise and mike myers who else freddy krueger freddy krueger yeah Ghostface. if you haven't guys go to her instagram or her facebook pearl skull alchemy or her website and uh or yeah on instagram you'll find a, a couple of those pieces already they are fucking amazing so definitely go check those out and finally, if you all want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want. You can also send in your stories for our stories of eye strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you?